It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. now 
And um, we are going with the name of the show, The Skirt Review. And if you don't know um, why we named it that, I've kind of been putting it out there. Um, it's kind of a sense of empowerment. And I think I'm going to let my co-host um, tell about that in just a second. But I want to tell you guys um, uh, about her. She's a, she's a good friend of mine. Um, her name is PJ. She's a writer, artist, veteran, and social activist. Uh, she now writes from home, having uh, done some content writing, but mostly concentrating on her blog, which you can find at pjsecluded.com, just the letters P and J, secluded.com. She's working on her manuscript and a screenplay. Uh, she currently resides in Michigan with her wife and their six furry animal babies. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and bring PJ on now. PJ, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing awesome. I'm doing very well. Good. Good doing? to have you on here. Finally. Oh, thank you very much. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about, I, I told you, I wasn't that creative of a person when it came to name stuff. And I thought you chose a really cool name for our show, the Skirt Review. And um, you want to tell the listeners how we came up with that or how you came up with that? I had nothing to do with it whatsoever. Yeah, actually, it was, um, it's kind of a, like a twofold type of deal, how I came up with the name. First off, um, of course, uh, the, the word skirt was kind of like a pejorative term back in the thirties and forties, you know, kind of like a very objectifying term for women, you know, instead of calling them women, you know, it was yours like, Hey, you know, how are the skirts doing kind of thing. And then it kind of had a resurgence back in the nineties. If you remember with, uh, the whole Luke Perry, thing with 90210 when the, they were kind of redoing or revamping the facts of the 50s and, and things like that. Right. And, well, it kind of had a resurgence, but not in the same kind of undertone as being, a, you know, objectifying, you know, of a sense. So um, it's still kind of used today in some circles, but it's, it's, you know, I mean, the way you look at it, it could be offensive, but um, not so much so. But what I've, what I've decided to do is kind of use that term so if there's any lasting effects of where there is, um, you know, where it is offensive, where there is the objectivity of women and everything, it's like, you know, let's kind of make that, that word powerful. You know, hell yeah, I'm a skirt. You know, this is, this is kind of, you know, this is who I am, and we're going to go out. This is empowerment. Let's talk about this. This is going to be a skirt review of, like, you know, of, uh, you know, current events, past events, current news, LGBT news, everybody involved kind of news, uh, wo- uh, woman power type of deal in a, the other way I kind of came about it, it's just kind of funny, like a back history of mine, is um, I, I, believe it or not, I was, I I was in it. a punk band. <laughs> yeah, I was in a punk band when I was younger, and uh, it, it was it was pretty interesting anyways. Uh, so one of my male friends and everything, he was, you know, he was very impressed with my drumming and everything. And he's like, hey, you know what, it'd be really awesome too. And he was a very open guy, very, you know, very cool guy. Um, they kind of emulated a lot of the Beatles type stuff, but uh, he's like, you know what? It'd be really awesome if you you had a band and you guys were all like chick rockers and you and you called yourself the Skirts. So I'm like, hey, you know, and I thought that was really powerful. There's nothing you know more badass than you know a bunch of punk women getting up there, hell, maybe even Skirts or not, and just jamming away. And that's uh, that's full on power and empowerment, you know, like um, L7 from back in the day too. That was kind of the, right. You know, the right thing. So. I was like, yeah, and it's kind of twofold, and I went with that, and I was like, yeah, let's let's make this, let's kick ass, you know, let's, let's make this something powerful. 
Not talking about that. And we might as well go ahead and let the listeners know that that we're starting our own punk band at the age of 47 <laughs> and 41. <laughs> Living the dream, man. Uh, Living the sure dream. We will rock it hard. You've got the drums. I got the guitars. It's it's time to go. Um, you got to be over forty to join the band. <laughs> you got to have insurance. <laughs> um, I think it was still. I didn't think it would be a riot, but maybe not. I don't know. The way the way my allergies are, I couldn't scream. I mean, I I sound really bad uh, trying to speak these my days, but. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't. Well, I mean, we would have we would have you, you know, like a uh, secure chair behind behind your drums, you know, like a. It's, um, it's going to be totally awesome know, as long as neither of us fall down, you know, because <laughs> I can't get right, up as fast as right. I can. So no throwing yeah, of the drumsticks. Know, well, as long as I don't jump out there and you know fall on my surgically replaced knee, we're all good. Um, <laughs> Because I've made myself the lead singer already. You hear that, don't you? Um, oh god. Um, so yeah, I think I, I think we could pull some L seven and some other you know stuff off. Um, I, I you know I'm, I'm older than you, so I, I would have to splash some runaways in there and um, <laughs> you know take it way back, <laughs> way way back. I still have a runaways t shirt. I don't I don't think I could fit in it, but. I still have a classic pet, or maybe even <laughs> yeah, w. yeah. We could, I don't know. I'll tear the sleeves off and show off my gun. <laughs> right on. Oh yeah, man. Right. <laughs> yeah, these these big guns I have. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're so excited about having you on, and um, you know, thank I, you. You know. You know how I feel about you, and um, I'm I'm just I'm glad that we're going to be doing this show together, and um, you know this is our first day, and we're we're going to kick ass. We've we've got a really, um, really great uh, lineup today. Um, first of all, and I see that she is on the line already. She is ready to go be on this show. Um, I'm going to tell you guys about this author. I, I ran across a, a friend of mine who told me, because I love soccer. You guys know I love soccer. I talk soccer so much. Um, I was talking soccer to my wife as we were going to Florida this past weekend for the wedding, and I had stayed up to watch the game the night before. And I was like, oh, you should have seen it. She had a hat trick before the halftime. And I was telling her about all these great moves. And she was like, you know what? Every time you start talking about soccer, I'm going to start talking about trolls. And I'm like, seriously? Because <laughs> she, she's just not into soccer. And it's like, damn it. You know, I mean, I, I get it. I understand, you know, whatever. But we're not going to talk about trolls. We're, we're, we're going to talk about a little bit of soccer today. But we're also going to talk about um, equality as a whole. But, you know, equality in the US, for the U.S. women's soccer team is something that um, – you know, has really been brought to to the forefront, and I'm excited to kind of talk about that topic. And but we have Kate Christie with us today, and Kate was born and raised in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Uh, she went to Smith College in the early 90s. Um, she pursued an interest in women's history and queer issues in the early days of LGBT studies. Um, after graduating with a degree in women's studies, she's uh, she now has her master's in English from Western 
uh, Washington University, and her first novel is, uh, well, it was Solstice, and then she had um, another one that you guys may be aware of, um, Leaving L.A., and um, I, I think that the 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 thing that I know a lot of people are reading right now is is like a series, um, and it's it, it's <laughs> it to me it's like um, fan fiction mm-hmm. that a lot of people write, but it's not with the actual players. These are actual fictional characters, and we're going to talk a little bit about fan fiction fan fiction too. So um, that that might be a fun little topic. Um, if we have time, but um, I'm going to go ahead and bring Kate on. And Kate, how are you? I am great. Thanks for having me. Of course. How are you? You're on the air with with Tracy and PJ. Hey guys, I'm excited to be here to talk about you know writing and lesbians and soccer, which are like the three best things in the whole world. Awesome. <laughs> Very much. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so you know, I was telling the listeners, um, you know. Kind of a friend of a friend told me of your books, and I I have fallen mm. in love with the series, and um and 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 I've also went back and bought some of your other books as well because I you know I want to read those too. But um, oh, thank you. Yeah, what what is the name of the series? I'm having the hardest time coming up with oh, it off um, my head. Yeah, Girls um, of Summer. Girls of yeah, Summer, Girls which is a summer. reference to yeah to the national team right. um, from the '99 right. World Cup. Yeah. Right, right, and um, and the the first book is Training Ground. Mhm. And the second book is Game Time. Correct. I got those in order. Correct. Um, correct. And Good they job. are they are. I know. <laughs> I, I I I need a I need a pat on the back today. Um, but they are they are incredible books. Um, just great works of fiction. But you you do kind of um, find yourself thinking. Hmm, I wonder who she was thinking of for this character. Did you did you kind of think of any of the? I mean, I don't want you to tell me who, but did you think of any yeah. of the U.S. Uh, women's soccer team as you were doing this, do, you know, right, doing this these books? Um, well, so the way the way I kind of conceive of characters is um, I, I do composite characters. So I start um, a little bit of myself, and then I mix in traits and characteristics of um, like people I know. Um, or oftentimes it'll be characters I've met in fiction or TV or movies or even in the media. And so um, absolutely I think that um, when I create these characters, there's some part of my subconscious mind that is, you know, pulling from current national team players, that's pulling from past national team players. Um, I'm 45, so I've been watching the national team for a really long time. And and following... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, and following professional women's sports. Um, so for me, it's really more composite. I know that a lot of people think they know who Ellie is, but they're totally wrong. It's so funny to to kind of to be the author and sit back and be like, well, I know who I based that on, but it's it's not who you think it is. Um, and in a lot of cases, yeah. people think she is. Well, and I'm guessing because no one's actually said this to me, but a bunch of people have been like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, um, uh, Abby Wambach, um, which is yeah, not even yeah. close. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, I, don't think so I, I borrowed from Abby in terms of, hey, here's this, um, you know, tall player who um, is uh, not gender conforming and who is going to break the scoring record. And that's pretty much all and, and was captain. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really based on someone else who I've followed over the years and um and then also really 
just invented. I mean, they're all really invented. Um, I think you and I talked briefly about the difference between uh, fan fiction and real person fiction. Um, and this <laughs> yeah, is definitely, did. yeah, this is definitely more in the fan fiction of, hey, um, I follow the U.S. Women's National Team. It's something I've thought a lot about. There are a lot of issues at play in professional sports for women that you can talk about and, and gay rights and all of these different things that you can explore through that venue. Um, but it's not its not the people at all. <laughs> right. PJ, are you much into fan fiction of anything? Like, do you read? Um, um, well, recently I've gotten into, I don't know, not fan fiction. Well, there was a little bit of time I kind of got into a little fan fiction with Xena. Oh yeah. Um, but that was that was, that was a while like the ago. birth of it. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, I, I was very upset with the end of Xena, so you know I had to like um, I I needed some <laughs> I needed some reading material that was kind of like Xanax for me, so you know mm-hmm. I was by that. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people felt that way about the uh, the hundred this year and uh, Clark and Lexa yeah. and how. Uh, oh my god! Spoiler alert: How Lexa leaves the show, <laughs> um, and I know a lot of people uh, see some really I, great. I, I think most people yeah. know by now what has happened. So yeah, like, yeah, right. Um, the stray bullet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they keep killing off our lesbians, you know, and our bi mm-hmm. women, queer women. Um, mm-hmm. It just. You know, and there, there's a big movement, um, and I've interviewed and I've gotten to know Kat Brooks, you know, the, the mm-hmm. director, yeah. and yep. um, you know, she's had a big thing out there about, you know, let's not kill off, <laughs> you know, stop killing our right. girls, you know? Yeah, I mean, the, it's like, the barrier gaze yeah. trope. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, because yeah. Chicago Fire, I mean, the first season they had, you know, they had her. They they had a, a lesbian character, and mm-hmm. she is gone by the end of season one. I mean, now we can see her mm-hmm. on Lucifer, but it's not the same thing, um, right? And you know, and with Lexa, and and with Lexa in particular, she here's this heroic. Like I have never seen a lesbian character like Lexa on television before. No. We could all feel so excited about her strength and her compassion and her kindness and her just leadership. And to kill her off with a stray bullet is so lame, number one, but also exactly. to have the father figure do it. I mean, you're sending this message, hey, lesbians, you know, your father figure is going to kill you for being in love with a woman. And that's why right. the gun was right. fired to begin with. And it was just such a harmful message to send to young women, especially, I thought. Right, right. Oh. Um, yeah, Oh gosh, no, I haven't watched that. Um, like oh, I was telling you, you check really, it out. I'm, I've always, I'm always reading so many books. You know, I don't I know. know. Yeah. So, so you're you're my bookworm. <laughs> so it's like kind of, you know, I'm the person who's like, I don't really care who dies in the movie as long as it's not the dog or the lesbian. You know, it's like that's <laughs> I'm so with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About, I have heard about, and my wife, she actually, I can't watch um, The Walking Dead, because it's just, it's, it's too gory oh, for yeah. me, and so she gives Ugh. me the update, and I'm like, oh my god, about the lesbian, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. there was a there was a meme going on, you know, around about, hey, you know, if you could bring back any character, would it be Glenn or the lesbian? I'm like, well, fuck, of course bring back the, you know, the lesbian. Oh, excuse me, I didn't mean to cuss. But <laughs> well, you can. You like, know you can on this show. 
It's all right. Oh, awesome. Okay. Good. Glad to hear that, too. I mean, we're, we're, we're not monitored by FCC. This is Internet Radio, so fuck it. Oh, right cuss. on. I don't care. <laughs> okay, good. I can cuss. Well, that's that's, you know, that's good that's, to know as well. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of that's how I feel about it. And the one thing I've also noticed when it comes to, to lesbian characters that I've seen, it's like a lot of times, especially with mainstream movie and things like that, and, um, well, you know, some independent film, but the ones I've seen of mainstream, it's like the lesbian mm-hmm. character are the, you know, maybe not open lesbian or open bisexual, but you kind of get the mm-hmm. hint that they are. Um, they're usually mm-hmm. um, psychotic women. And um, that I had an issue with, you know, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> You know, that one I yeah. have. You know, so yeah. they're either killing them off or, it's, you know, it's that issue. Or, or so, both. Yeah, fatal attraction. I was like, come on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, then there was, was the fatal attraction oh, with Sharon Stone that I'm thinking of? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then there was yeah. the one that single white, do you remember that, the single white yeah. female? I think it was kind of, it wasn't, I don't think they openly said she was lesbian, but it was very implied that she was, there were right. feelings there. And she, yeah, that one was like scary as heck. Yeah. You know, but and then there was, there was yeah. uh, did you guys see Person of Interest, the TV show that ended its fifth season? Oh, and there were the two women, Root and Shaw, and one was like a sociopath, uh, and the other one was pretty close to a sociopath. There's a, there's a lot of Root and Shaw. I, I haven't read it, um, but there's a lot of Root and Shaw fan fiction out there, so yeah. I hear. I haven't read that um, I haven't um you know, I mean, there there's a lot of good fan fiction out there. Um, mm-hmm. I was told by a listener that there is. I I told you this when we talked that there is one about me out there. I have not found yeah. it. Oh, nice! <laughs> and I don't know don't how go I looking. feel about that. Um, don't don't go looking. <laughs> no, no, because um, I've read I've read a couple of fan fiction based on real people and. Uh, you know, I don't need to read that about myself. I, I yeah. like to sit there and blush. But and you know, <laughs> what, what's so sad when we're talking about the the when the lesbians, um, you know, when our queer women are being killed off like this? Um, I'm not gonna give away anything in your book, but yeah. the the character that you said people think is Abby. You know, um, mm-hmm. what happened with her last relationship? I mean, I know you know what I'm talking about. My automatic mm-hmm. thought, and this is sad that I felt this way, was, oh, crap, I know what's going to happen in the third book. Oh, no. No, I don't I don't kill people. Oh, I know. Who are, but yeah. I'm like, I, I, yeah. I have, yeah. So for me, I, um, I, I kind of... I kind of approach fiction, um, I, so romance writing or love stories, um, I kind of approach that as like a political act. And so I see it as Good. a queer person to write to write happily ever after tales. Um, you know, and they nice. called it the love that dare so not important. speak its name. Yeah, and to me that's like sort of an F.U. to, to this culture that, you know, in literature privileges Radcliffe Hall's The Well of Loneliness and other stories um, that basically I think they reinforce this perception, which is so stupid, that LGBTQ people should um, live lonely lives and die tragically alone. So I, I combat that with my writing um, very purposefully. I don't yeah, kill off yeah. lesbians ever. <laughs> And I never thought you were that that just from yeah. reading your books that you would do that. Yeah. But you know that was my first reaction was so, I thought about oh god you know the what happened with 
the, I'm just going to call her Abby, um, and her, yeah. and her, you know, and her girlfriend and why, um, wait, you know, wait, 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 so, so wait, so I think you and I think that we're talking about different, different characters. What, um, who are you actually talking about in the book? Okay. You're going to make me look up her name. I'm talking one of the main characters. The, yeah. The main character, the captain, Emma. Um, the, Emma. yeah, the one, yeah, the older okay. one, the older one. Yeah, Emma. And so, okay, so no, like, when I was, no, when I was talking about the Abby character, I was actually referring to Rachel Ellison, who they call Ellie, oh, um, yes. who's the okay. captain, like the much older player. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, she's kind of an Abby type right. figure, but no, so Emma, no, um, with her, with her ex-girlfriend, no, it, it just ended, um, because of, um, pressures that go with being a professional athlete and never being home, and also in her case, she was being stalked online, and that's um, that's right, something that right. does get explored in book three. That actually way to read those hints, <laughs> um, the foreshadowing. It's definitely something that um, comes into play oh, for Emma and Jamie. That's immediately what I thought was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, they're finally back together, and. Is some stalker gonna, you know? But I'm like, no. Yeah. Not gonna do no, that. No, you know? God, no. No. God. No. No. I believe in happily ever afters. Damn it. I mean, I'm married yeah. with little children. Yeah. I've been with my wife for Yay. 16 years, um, and marriage is not easy, as That's anyone awesome. will tell you. And there is no such thing as a happily ever after. But I believe that we can move forward together and have happy lives. And I, I don't right. ever want to write anything that that devastates people. Um, I'm much more you. about hope. Yeah, I'm much more about hope in my writing, which is funny because my wife calls me the half-glass-empty type of a person, and she's kind of a half-glass-full type of person. And yet when I sit down and I write fiction, I find that I'm on, like almost always drawn to hopeful stories. <laughs> so, oh, that's yeah. good. That's good. Um, you know, I think just because we've had, you know, so many – killed off, you know, on TV shows mm-hmm. and movies, you know, I mean, the only thing I can think of, you know, is Lost Girl, when there actually was a happy ending. It's like, mm-hmm. about damn time, the, the two girls yeah. end up together, you know? Yeah. And, and yep. if PJ, I'm so sorry if PJ goes back and watches these, and she's like, damn, I think I they told me the ending. Things are really funny, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, it's been well, out no, it's for over a year, so it, you know we can talk about it, buddy. You need to get on yeah. board. Yeah, but if yeah. it's oh, so, um, in terms of in, in terms of online harassment that women experience, I don't I don't know if you guys have heard of a book called Shrill by Lindy West, who is a writer. You what? I have heard of that. I have heard of that one. I haven't read it, but I've heard of it. Yeah, so she spends a chapter talking about the kind of stalking and online harassment that women um, who are, um, you know, public figures can often experience on social media. And that's something that I know has gone on with the national team. Members have been stalked and threatened. Um, And I've read a few Uh other um, articles about the Women's Tennis Association, the uh, in particular, being um, uh, the players being harassed and stalked, and mostly online, and so um, that's a big part of a professional woman's um, athletic, you know, uh, professional athlete's life, unfortunately. And so it's definitely something that I wanted to spend a little bit of time on. But it's not, you know, there may be some angst, but you know, I don't want to give away things. But my ultimate goal is a happily ever after. So interpret that as you will. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dang it. I want the book as soon as it comes out. I want an advanced copy. I'm so ready. Because <laughs> I read. I, I, I didn't know how many were out yet, and I read the first one. I went and got the second one, and I'm like, oh, God, I hope the third one is out. And it's not. And I'm like, oh. no. I'm writing as inside. fast as I can. <laughs> I have a I have a I'm day sure job, all unfortunately. All the in the world are appreciative of that. Um, I, I have a day job, and I have, um, you know, a family. I have three kids who are under the age of five, so um, my oh writing my gets God. done. Yeah, I go out into my little studio in the backyard every night um, when I'm in writing mode and go from, like, 9 till 12 or 1 at night, and then I go to work the next day, and it's, it's an exhausting, exhausting routine. Um, and we're looking to make some changes sometime in the next few months in terms of yeah, my work commitments. What would you say? Yeah, twins, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a twin. I'm 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 an identical twin. So I, yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting oh. when I read that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, oh. they're um they're fraternal. So they, it was from IVF and um ah. They look nothing alike, which is funny. One of them looks just like the five-year-old. Like they could be the twins. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Do you live near your identical twin? I always want to hear about <laughs> twin stories. Like, did you guys? Do you still live near each other? Um, no. Okay, I've actually got a really it's it's a really good twin story. This is kind of like um, one of those living far away things, but we felt each other type deal. Um, I yeah. was living in Alaska at the time, and she was um, in Illinois. And um, one day. Uh, I'll go to the second second pregnancy, actually. Um, well, one day I was working at this retail store, and gosh, for the life of me, I'd never eaten anything spicy, never had a jalapeno in my life, all kinds of stuff. But during lunchtime, I was like, man, you know what sounds really good? I could really go for some jalapeno poppers with mayonnaise. And, you know, I had to have Yeah, come to find out, she's 3,000 miles girl. away. That's what she was She was. Uh, when she was pregnant with her second kid, that's what she was craving, and I had no idea. She was craving, like, that's mayonnaise amazing. and jalapenos and stuff like that. And Yeah, we've always kind of had, like, this kind of weird connection like that. Nowadays, yeah. even though we're, like, we look nothing alike. We're so completely just opposite. It's not even funny. So yeah. I, I don't think that was done on purpose. That's just kind of how it, how it ended up. Yeah, yeah, and where are you in Michigan? I am in the U.P., you're a youper. Uh, speaking of yep. speaking of trolls. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh gosh, are you gonna call the youpers trolls? Because technically, no, I, no, youpers, youpers call anyone who lives south of the Mackinac Bridge trolls. Oh, okay. See, I'm still getting yeah. used to all this lingo. Because I asked my wife, I was like, "Well, how long do I have to be here before I'm a youper?" And she can't answer that for me. I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> is it like a year deal, or do I gotta hit the gold in five years? Or something? Uh, I don't know. It's like generations, <laughs> yeah. I think. I was weird when I got up here, and it was like, um, I thought, oh, my God, this is embarrassing. I thought the pasty was actually pronounced pasty, and I saw all these pasty stuff, and I was like, whoa, are there a lot of strip clubs going on? You know, I was like, I, I can't believe it. Like, no. I, I actually thought that, too, <laughs> and I'm from Michigan, so I thought that as well. <laughs> yeah. So I'm that. That. Uh, yeah, pretty interesting stuff. I've only been down here for a little over a year. I, I made the trip. I drove down from Alaska, 3,700 miles in five days to marry my wife. Oh, so cool. My uh, my family um, drove from Kalamazoo, which is down in southwest Michigan. We drove up through northern Michigan across Canada to Alaska and back in like a six-week trip when I was, I don't know, like 14 oh, wow. in a 
And an uh, escort wagon, which uh-uh. is just psychotic of my parents to do. <laughs> yeah, right? No, <laughs> but that's no, actually, no. that's where I read my first Harlequin. Um, my sister had, so, you know, we had limited space, and my sister was totally, she was older, she was into Harlequins, and oh I read God. through all my books, and it, we still had, like, four weeks left in the car, and I was like, fine, I'll read your stupid romance. And I was like, this is kind of cool. <laughs> I kind of like this. <laughs> Harlequins. <laughs> Yeah, you, I didn't know I was I queer yet. Stuff in the mail about becoming a Harlequin, like book club <laughs> member. <laughs> like, no, thank mm-hmm. you. I don't think I would enjoy it quite as much. Some people. No, <laughs> no, I am with you. <laughs> when I was thirteen, though, boy, they were awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. But now I'd be like, God, this is boring. Yeah, I would be like, um, um, okay, is there going to be some lesbian Harlequin club? Right, okay. right. I'm right, like, it. is she going to get on with her best friend? Like, where are we going with this? <laughs> <laughs> right. And they um, don't have Fabio on the front. You know, it's going to be great. Um, wasn't it Fabio that was on? Was on this show? Yeah. So yep. And his looks like it. Locks of love. Yeah. I think those uh, are more like the historical romances, not the Harlequins. Harlequins tend to be contemporary. Oh, <laughs> so he's he's more serious. It's spicy. Yeah, or just I like just, I, I, more. I take him very seriously. <laughs> I think the men on the covers nowadays be like Fabio, but with a man bun. You know, got to get that in mm-hmm. there. Or has that exactly? Out? Was, that still, was that still last year, or is that still going strong? I I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know anything <laughs> I, about men's I hair. Have a, <laughs> I have a man bun. Um, it's one that you can clip onto your hair. And uh, oh I, I just, I'm going to see if I can find another one, PJ, and we're going to wear them at the march in Washington in January. We're going to have men. Oh, man. Are you guys going to that? Yeah. 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 Are you going? Uh, yep. I don't think I can with the the life I lead, unfortunately. Maybe. I I went yeah. back in my early, earlier days, I definitely did, but that would be a lot of money right now to break away from the family. Yeah, yeah. we're... Um, it's funny as PJ's my best friend, but then her sister only lives like two hours from me. And, yeah. um, so I, th- I think she's, you're going to come down to your sister's and then I'm coming over to your sister's and we're, we're actually road tripping it. So oh, that's we awesome. may, or may not be back on the air together after that. I don't know. <laughs> I want <laughs> to see <laughs> the test of your friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! Uh, It it goes both ways, and I like to record stuff. So, oh yeah, just let me know. I hope you know you're you have a pretty big prankster. So, just to forewarn you on things, you might not want to go. You're gonna have to have some rules, I think. Rules of the road. I think so. I'm, I'm gonna have to lay the law down. So. Uh, oh, driver, I don't know. Driver is a DJ. But we're having, just, driver I think is we DJ. have, uh, you know, no, we're, passenger. we're, we're, uh, passenger is a DJ. Sorry. <laughs> and then <laughs> if, with my drive, I'm the DJ as well. <laughs> so basically, I'm the DJ. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. We'll, okay. Work we'll, our, we'll work on our punk band music. Hey, you're you're the same, you're about the same age as us. Do you want to join our punk yeah. band? <laughs> um, yeah. No, thank you. 
<laughs> you can do the my, my sister was a huge punk band fan back in the day in the 80s, and um, I don't know if I decided because she liked it I couldn't, but it was just not my... I'm like an Indigo Girls fan. <laughs> uh, well, probably would not... <laughs> Probably would not fit into our repertoire. <laughs> I I really doubt it. I I highly I don't yeah. We could do I don't think that would work. Punk versions, punk versions of Indigo Girl songs. Huh? Yeah. I got that. All right. <laughs> why 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 don't you send me the demo and I'll listen and and let you know. <laughs> I'll work on that. I will. Awesome. I'll uh, I'll, I'll get the guitar out tonight and see what I can do. Okay. Okay, speaking of fan fiction and music, um, do you guys, uh, did you watch Pitch Perfect movies at all? Yes. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Sorry, yes. Because, I'm sorry, Becca and Chloe, and I don't know if they're just queer baiting us, but there's been um, some joking among oh, the wow. cast, like, hey, but yeah. Chloe's going to be a thing in Pitch Perfect 3. And I was like, I'm pretty sure this is queer baiting, but I'm going to ignore that and pretend that it's real, because I really want it to happen. <laughs> yeah, I was yes. wondering that. Too. Yes. I was totally wondering that. I think that'd be I'm awesome. all for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Totally. So there's fan, there's fan fiction of that out there? Oh, yeah. There's some really good stuff, actually. Um, there's well, not as much that. as, like, I think some of the best fan fiction is in the Clark and Lexa relationship these days because there's so many people are doing it um, or have done it, rather. I don't know that it's continuing on into the future as much now that she's dead. But no, um, gonna... but there's, yeah. I was going to say, I mean, you know, I, I I don't know. I guess the way they kind of left it at the end of the hundred. I mean, I know she's gone. I know, but that that little <laughs> sequence they had at the end. I was like, uh-huh. oh, does that mean she might come back? Or I don't know. I still have this hope, and I know it's going to be dashed. And uh, you know, I don't know if I've had uh, full acceptance. I don't think I've gone through the full yeah. grieving process. Right. Um, right. You're still in denial. <laughs> Yeah, I am. I am in denial. Yeah, PJ, I was kind of, I was almost embarrassed. Yeah, I was almost embarrassed by my emotional response to that. I was, I was really down for days. I was sad and bordering on depression. Like, here's this person. I used to walk at work. I, I work on a campus, and I would like walk across campus thinking of her and kind of walking taller and prouder. Like, yes. There is a fictional representation of a woman who I would totally be friends with and would love to model myself after. She she exists in the world, and that makes me happy, and I feel proud. And then she died, and I was just like, oh, I don't know what to do. I know. I was the same way. I like, okay, I mean, it's like mm-hmm. I have to talk to myself, give myself some self-talk. You're 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 grieving a TV character. Do you realize what I you're know. doing? I know. I know. Anyway, I mean, people, uh, it, PJ, please tell me you've seen this season of Orange is the New Black. Have, have you, uh, what, was, okay, what was that you kind of cut out? Uh, have you seen this season of Orange is the New Black? Um, gosh, I am going to lose a lot of Ledbo points for this, but I have not. <laughs> um, you've had oh, enough time. I, 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 I won't give the character away. How's that? I won't give the character away, but... When we lost who we lost this year, yeah. and Orange is the New Black, that mm-hmm. really brought me down. But that was the only that was the only death. As as much as I, you know, 
obviously didn't want her gone, it needed mm-hmm. to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Because people of color, this happens to them in, in prison all the time, mm-hmm. and even out of prison. And, and, it, and yeah, it's usually and, one, and of yet, the, one of the weakest ones that they go after. And, right, and yet one of, the, one of the critiques I read was that um, because that does happen so much that um, there's a racist bent to that, and it's almost like you're killing the person of color. Just like with uh, Lincoln and the 100, it's almost like violence mm-hmm. porn mm-hmm. against people of color, and that was a really kind of powerful critique that. that I read. Um, because yeah. she was an African-American character, and that does happen in real life, too. Like, why do we need to, you know, celebrate that in, in the fictional representation as well? I don't, it, for me, I didn't look at that yeah. as a celebration. For me, it was a yeah. – because I know a lot of people who aren't active in, in the movement, who don't get Black Lives Matter, who don't mm-hmm. get yeah. a lot of different things. And when they saw that, they were like, holy shit. I mean – it, I, I see what you're saying, but I also know that mm-hmm. it impacted people and it got them thinking, okay, this really does happen, doesn't it? And I'm like, yeah, get your head out of your ass. This this happens. And so, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, I definitely see it both both ways, what you're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, because it does happen all the time, but most people will just put their head in the sand. and um, Right. Yeah, and that's great that people are kind of becoming more knowledgeable of it. But then the critique I heard of that was that, great, we're advancing white people's understanding of the world, yay, at the expense of black people. So, you know, there's lots of – it's just such a complex issue, and I think that's where we're headed with this current – this upcoming regime change as well. (laughs) You know, we're seeing the backlash of of, um, a very specific (laughs) section, segment of white America – um, yep. in terms of reaction to a, having an African-American president and advancing rights on gay rights and all sorts of... And we've got the white nationalist movement now coming after everyone. Um, so. Yep. And yeah, where it, you it, guys it, live. So You're in red states, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, I live in St. Louis City. And okay. we are a very liberal city. And, and so is, like, Kansas City, the city, not the county. Now, you go out mm-hmm. to St. Louis County, and, yeah, it's Redville, but mm-hmm. um, St. Louis, like, we're, the advocate, always, we're voted in the, like, top four or five, if not, I mean, we've been number one a couple of times recently in the top gayest cities. Now, how, however you come up with that, I don't know, but, um, <laughs> you know, our, our, yeah. our city was the first city to ever fly um, like if you go to our city hall, um, mm-hmm. they had the rainbow flag flying for probably 10 years now, but now they actually fly the transgender flag. They're the first city to ever do that. Oh, wow. And we, awesome. we have, we have the first transgender remembrance garden here. Um, mm-hmm. it was seen on IMK. I know people have their own opinions about that, but it, it was out there mm-hmm. on the, um, national, um, you know, trans transgender remembrance day. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's going to be a big service held there this Sunday. And um, and, and that wow. is, that's the first memorial of its kind in the nation. Um, mm-hmm. There's There are no other transgender memorials, um, you know. And it's, yeah. it, it's just, you know, with the regime, as you put it, and, and that's what it is. 
um, yeah. with, with, yeah, with that word. coming up, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to, um, I mean, I, you know, it's, it's just getting it worse. I mean, we're going to have to fight like mm-hmm. hell for each other. And, yeah. um, yep. you know, um, I posted something on and, my Facebook and, the other day, a friend of mine that lives mm-hmm. in LA, I mean, she's so LA, she's lived there 19 and a half years and has never had anything like this happen to her. And um, she had an HRC sticker on the back of her car. Two days after the election, this guy drives up, puts his window down, calls her effing dyke. And she's Mm -hmm. like, am I back in Mississippi? Because we're both from Mississippi originally. So I'm really living it up here in St. Louis. And uh, (laughs) I've been here 18 years, and she's been there 19 and a half. And, you know, if, if that stuff is happening in LA, you know, yeah. I, I mean, my heart breaks because yeah. I'm like, what the hell is happening to the youth of America, like down really in the, you know, Bible Belt area? I, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't mm-hmm. imagine, um, you know, living that life, you know, down yeah. there. Have you guys, uh, um, have you guys seen the Southern, uh, I'm going to always, I'm going to say this wrong. So- Southern Poverty Law Center Poverty. has put out um, hate crime statistics and, yes, um, yeah. And the leading uh, hate crimes since the election have been anti-African-American yes. and anti-immigrant uh, and anti-gay are the three top ones, I think. Oh, um, yeah. I think um, there is a, uh, the uh, trans hotline uh, crashed because after the election, um, there was mm-hmm. so many. They got so many calls that the they started referring people. Gosh, I do not have the number on me. They started referring people to actually another line that they could call. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of incidences where people were having the you know the suicidal ideation. People right, right. The Trevor Let's, Project I heard got slammed. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Says everything right there. That's why, you know, I have an issue at this point, and I, I have posted this on Facebook too. My thing is, is I, and I've gotten comments from other, like not just the LGBT community, but uh, straight women, um, you know, um, African American minorities, all kinds of minorities that aren't yeah. white, cisgendered, straight males, and they're telling me, they're like, yeah, this white guy come up to me the other day, and he was like, you know what, what do you have to worry about? Don't be scared, just, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you don't have yes. the right to tell us not to be scared. Yes. Uh-huh. You don't have the right to tell us how to feel and calm down. And when they especially say calm down, I'm like, you, uh-huh. you don't have the right at this point, you know. And it's yeah, like- I was I was in a meeting yesterday that was called so that our faculty and staff and students could come together and talk about, you know, ways to resist oppression based on the outcome of the election. And uh, one of the professors who is a good friend of mine, he's just a great guy, but he's, you know, straight, cis, white male. Um, he uh, he was like, you know, I think it's really important not to divide into us versus them and really, you know, try to understand that not all Trump supporters believe in, you know, white nationalist uh, ideation and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. Trump supporters knew exactly who they were voting for. He never hid his racism. He never hid his misogyny. He never hid one single phobia or ism. They knew exactly who they were voting for. And so while they may not hate me and they may not hate, you know, immigrants of color and they may not hate people of color, they don't care about us either. Their vote shows that they did not care about minority groups. So, yes, absolutely, I will hold every single Trump voter that I know accountable. I will hold them accountable for their vote. I mean, the way I look at it with that is, okay, I've heard that so many times. Oh, we're not racist. I did it for financial reasons voting for him, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. But Mm -hmm. you know what? I'll give you that much, but here's the thing that you have to accept and acknowledge is the fact that his misogyny, 
homophobia, transphobia, um, mm-hmm. everything under the book, um, the racism, everything was not a deal breaker for you. And that's what you're going to have to accept. Exactly. Know? And, exactly. And, and yeah. it is, you know, white fragilities from these people. And it's like, you know what, we don't have time for yeah. that right now. You people that are breaking down crying, you've got people who are legitimately scared. Uh-huh. And um, there was a very real fear. And I wrote, um, I kind of wrote a little poem type little story about how I felt the next day and it was very visceral it was very mean and very real and I finally realized the next day after the election I was like holy crap you know the fear that we have I capitalized fear because it's no longer just an emotion we are actually the group of people that is the fear because we mm-hmm. have something so organic that other people will never understand especially you know the cis white male right. straight white male. like and yeah so I'm kind of at right. that point right now you know, it, it wasn't a deal breaker for you because that's, you know, at this point, so you can't, I, I, honestly, I kind of don't want to hear it right now. I mean, I've got right. to forward, I'm going to protest, I'm going to do what I can for our family, for yeah. our the minorities, and I don't, you know, I'll do it through civil disobedience if I have to. I've done it before. Yeah, I've same. BLM. Mm-hmm. Yep, so, same. Yeah, yep. and, and it's interesting to be told um, by the people who are not being impacted by the fear, hey, it's okay, just you know, just love everyone so that we don't have more division in our country. Now is the time to come together. No, it's not. Now is the time to look at how we got here and to look at how we can prevent a you know, widespread de- disempowerment of minority groups in this country and widespread destruction of the environment and of labor unions and uh, just, yeah. This is not. This is the time to organize and be angry, not the time to try to reach out to the other side and say, "Oh, it's okay. We love you right. anyway, even though you hate us." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, we've yeah. been the ones who've been doing that for so long. Always the one who's told to do that. You know, oh, embrace them, hug them. Oh, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, obviously that hasn't worked, and they're not giving any. So, you know, now's the time. Like you just said, I totally, absolutely agree. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and when you're dealing with and when you're dealing with something like the white nationalist movement, um, they're not interested in us reaching out and hugging them. We reach out, they're going to cut our hands off. You know, that's yeah, that's what exactly. they're interested in. They're interested in a violent response and then to trigger violence. So I think it's wise to um, learn. We're talking about learning kind of de-escalation things and trying to teach others about de-escalating, um, but still fighting. <laughs> You can't you, you can't bring white nationalists down. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you can do that for yourself, but I mean, you, you have to be ready. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. this is this is our this is our life and times right now. And, yeah. um, you know, when my wife and I were down in Florida, we flew into Orlando and um, I. I and I wasn't really going to talk about this because it, it was just kind of a personal thing that we felt like mm-hmm. we needed to do. And, but we went by Pulse. And um, mm-hmm. it, 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 it was – I can't even talk about it. But it, being there and seeing and knowing what had happened, and um, I kept finding myself – I mean, this is horrible – I kept finding mm-hmm. myself looking around at people, you know, like, you know, are, are my wife and I safe? And, and you know, we kind of right. found each other kind of protecting the other, like, you know, mm-hmm. is this person that's walking up, are they about to pull a gun on me? You know, I mean, yeah. am, am I about to get knifed? I mean, what's going to, you know, and, you, yeah. and, and, and we shouldn't have to live like that. But no. there are so many people who, I mean, 
I was kind of scared there, um, you know, but I also know that I'm a strong woman. I can take it, but, you know, there are people out there, you know, especially in your your smaller towns that mm-hmm. um, rural areas that that have nothing and um, mm-hmm. and I do want to thank listener Mikey. He just sent me the um, transgender lifeline and I have reposted it. So um, if anyone out there needs that, you know, and I, I'm always posting the Trevor Project and all sorts mm-hmm. of, of, of hotlines. Um, you can always go to my page and find it. But um, so thank you so much, Mikey. Um, but yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm just like, how are people surviving? And um, and we're gonna we're gonna find that out the next hour with our next guest, um, um, who happens to be someone really close to to PJ, and um, you know, lives in a small town and happens to be her nephew, um, oh, the trans kid playing football yeah. and kicking ass. He's made an all-state team, and he's going to some big national thing in uh, Kansas City. We're trying to raise money for him, and um, I, I have found my new hero. That, that's that's what I told him. Yep. That he has be, he has become my new hero. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how he does it, but he he's amazing. Um, he has amazing parents, and I guess his aunt's okay too. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also, but, uh, um, and also, generations that aren't ours are a little more <laughs> accepting of difference. Um, did you guys see right. the blue map that came out after? If if only millennials had voted, it was like you yeah. know Hillary Clinton won in like forty six states or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, so the future is hopeful. Um, it's how we, what we do in the next four years and, and kind of right. what happens yeah. next. It's going to be a busy four years um, for a lot of things. Yep. And this time we need to not just, you know, talk about stuff. Because I remember having this electoral vote discussion back in the day 16 years ago after mm-hmm, the Bush mm-hmm. court. And so, yeah. you know, let, let's actually look into it and, you know, you know, be act, you know, be active in it you know, make mm-hmm. some difference because it's antiquated. It's not even needed anymore, you know, mm-hmm. so let's do yeah. something about it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that, that that's why, you know, we, we just, we, we have to see each other, um, you know, insert minority here as all equals and we've got to come together. And I think mm-hmm. that's going to be the beginning of it in, in DC, um, you know, coalition although building. it's called the, yeah, you know, although it's called the, the, the Women's March, I mean, they're very clear. I mean, they say this is put on by women, but it's for, you know, it, <laughs> I just say this all the time, insert minority here, you know. And, yeah, well, um, and also the um, the meeting that I attended yesterday at our on campus, um, a professor said, you know, this is not just about minorities because when you have a fascist regime regime or a potentially fascist regime taking power empowered with 
executive overreach and the Patriot Act, um, no one is safe. And he made that point over and over again. He was like, look around this room. Most of the people in this room are white and not, you know, not queer. And the, everyone in this room is at risk from that kind of um, political structure. Everyone yes. is at risk. That's correct. That is, yes, very true. Yeah, so so the coalition building I'm excited about. It's I'm so thrilled to see, you know, different groups reaching out to each other who never have before. So right. it's one good yeah, thing right. that comes out of this. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. you know, it, 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 being a I mean, I've protested before this, but um mm-hmm. I think I really earned my stripes was in Ferguson and um, mm-hmm. being there when the Black Lives Matter movement began, mm-hmm. it was a, it was it was amazing to watch. Yeah. Um, just that ground level and the it, just the people that came together. It was the most amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, that's what we've got to do. We've got to build coalitions. Yep. Yeah, and there's a way to organize Locally, it. statewide, federal. Yep. Mm-hmm. We've we've got to get it done. Um, I know we were going to try to talk a few minutes about um, what is going on with equal pay in women's soccer. Yeah, right. <laughs> equal um, pay for equal pl- play, and yet, as my wife says, um, you mean equal pay for superior play? <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> Which I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I do make I do make a point in one of my novels that um, you can't really play women against men. Yes, men are going to win every single time. They are physically stronger, and it's just biology, and it's not biological predeterminism. It's a it's a reality of biology, and evolution that men are stronger and faster. So that's not what I mean. But on the same platform, you know, women, our American women's team has dominated and our men's team has struggled. And there are lots of different reasons about that, um, for that. But at the same time, I think the women's national team does deserve to be paid better than they are. Well, I mean, you know, the whole thing is this, is that the women's men's team, I mean, they haven't hit the top 16 in quite some time now. And, you know, But they can go out, and PJ and I were talking about this yesterday, um, that, you know, the men can step foot on the field and play and lose, and some of them still get a six-figure salary for doing that. Yeah. And yeah, I can get bonuses. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, and women, women don't get paid if they lose, bottom line. Right. Right. And, you know, but, but who, who brought in the biggest soccer audience? Our U.S. women in the World Cup. Who brought? Yeah. You know, who? Yep. What brought ever, in ever on television? And, ever. Right. <laughs> the biggest soccer game ever televised. I mean, and that is mm-hmm. that's a big deal when you're talking about international audience. I mean, because yeah, you know, soccer is is much bigger, as you know, you know, and and right. not in this country. And right. I mean, you were. I, I failed to mention you were, you know, a former soccer player yourself at Smith and. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you get, you get how it goes. And, mm-hmm. um, and I was actually, I was in the, uh, in the stands at the women's finals in Vancouver, that final match and the oh energy God. in that. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the energy in that stadium, it, it was magical and it, 
it, there were so many men there supporting women's sports um, that I think that's kind of forgotten. And it wasn't just dads. I mean, there were like dudes coming in without daughters and like they're, you know, they're business casual, like drinking beer and like cheering it on and not in an ironic way, not in a condescending right. way, just in a, fuck, this is really good soccer. This is awesome. We are so into this. Um, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. And my my wife was actually at the '99 uh, Cup final, and oh. uh, yeah, and at this one, she got to go to both of them. And she said um, the uh, the Vancouver one by far was um, her favorite, even though it, you know, and the Rose Bowl holds I think what ninety thousand, ninety nine thousand or something. I forget what it was, yeah. ninety thousand people. Yeah, and this was about fifty five thousand people, but it was I mean it was incredible. Wow, I can't imagine being at that 99. That's I just remember watching it, but that's amazing. Yeah, um, yeah in fact, the know, national team, the women's team actually practiced on, she was a college coach at the time, and they practiced on her field. So she was just hanging out with them all the time. <laughs> oh, stop it right now. You're making me very jealous. Um, <laughs> they're like, I don't like you. Um <laughs> So, you know, but the thing is, another thing I was telling PJ, it really pisses me off. You know, people will say, well, you know, Hope and Abby, you know, they, Mm -hmm. because, you know, you can kind of look online and see what net worth is. You know, people do that shit. And and they're Mm -hmm. like, you know, oh, well, they're making four or five million dollars. They should be happy as a woman. And, like, you know what? At ESPN, the ESPYs this year, um, Peyton Manning, Kobe Bryant, and Abby Wambach all retired, you know, the same year. Mm-hmm. They all marched out mm-hmm. together. And, and I remember thinking, those two guys, Abby's in the middle, and I'm like, those two mm-hmm. guys never have to worry about money again. And and there's yep. Abby, the best in her sport. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, say whatever you want about her personally. I mean, we all have our demons. Yeah. I, I don't judge her. Um, yeah. Nobody talks, nobody talks bad about my Abby. So anyway, um, <laughs> I know, definitely wouldn't. But I'm, so yeah, you know, I'm like, who are you kidding? You know, Peyton and Kobe have all these endorsements. They've made millions of dollars, and mm-hmm. um, you know, and 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 she she's made three million. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, there there is a there's a huge um, gender and those. Well, and that yeah. those millions are and those millions are endorsements, you know. She's not making right. that it's much from the from federation. Soccer. Yeah, and so I think what the you know, what the national team is saying is we're being paid by the US Soccer Federation and they're taking on the Federation, um, in labor disputes and all, you know, threatening to strike or not threatening, but I think that that is an idea that has been floated, um, in the soccer right. community that that they could strike. I hope they um, can get what they deserve. Yeah. I hope they and, well, I and the men's team. Them. Yeah, the men's team did it a few years ago, and the women's team, you know, stood up in solidarity with the men's team and said, "Yeah, strike until you get your better CBA, um, collective bargaining agreement." But you know, under this <laughs> upcoming presidential <laughs> regime, I'm, collective bargaining is going to be uh, out the window. So I think they need to their their memo of understanding, which is in place of a collective bargaining agreement, runs out at the end of this year, and that's when they're going to need to um, kind of decide: Are they going to move forward with um, 
trying to force U.S. soccer to pay them better? What what are they going to do? It it's too bad that it didn't happen right after the World Cup because they were at such a high profile, um, and that would have been their position um, in terms of the best right. position to negotiate from. Uh, being uh, kicked out of the <laughs> out of the Olympics, uh, you know, booted out as early as they were, um, was right. going to damage honestly their their ability to negotiate um, their negotiation position, and it shouldn't. It really shouldn't. Right. From a legal right. standpoint, but I think we all know that things aren't the way they yeah. should be. <laughs> yeah, no, so. they aren't. Well, thank you so much for coming on with us this first hour. I mean, this has flown by. Yeah. I would love to have you back on again and um, uh, I would love know, to speak some more about um, you know, equality and women and sports and mm-hmm. get that third book written. <laughs> I am trying. I'm trying. Thank you so much for having me on. This was this was a really yeah, great conversation. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for coming. And um, I hope yeah. everyone will go. Um, I, I know you're on Amazon. Um, Kate yep. Christie. She is the author of the Girls of Summer series, Gay Pride and Prejudice, Leaving L.A. All sorts. I I think I've got most of your books now, and I I can't wait to read them. Oh, oh thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, that was fun. I love talking soccer. Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to take a quick break. Um, And then we have someone really special coming up um, that I know you're going to be excited to talk to, um, as as am I. So we're going to take a really quick break, and we'll be back with you uh, in just three or four minutes. Thanks, guys.
And welcome back. Um, we are starting the second hour of the skirt review, the, the first day of the skirt review. Uh, PJ yes. is with me. All right. Um, so we have um, another guest. It's so exciting. We have two guests in one show. Um, I, I've been telling you guys about this young man um, all week on my Twitter feed, and I'm going to keep it up there. If you go to my Twitter feed um, and you, you go to the pinned tweet that is, is up there right now, um, it, it takes you to a GoFundMe page. And, you know, we all get inundated with GoFundMe pages, and I know you want to help everybody that you can, but um, this one's really special to me. This This young man has become my – freaking hero i am i am not too old to say that a 15 year old i believe 15 right pj is he 15 yeah 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 he's he's 15 yeah and um he's 15 years old he lives in this pretty small town that i've been to um and i realized today (laughs) we won't talk about the story how i've been there i realized today why why I knew the town so well, but um, <laughs> I think I deleted that part of my life out. But um, it's a small town, small town Illinois, um, and this young man ha- has come out as trans. And I mean, just just in a, a little bitty town like that, to me, is incredible enough because I just don't think I would have. Uh, in me to come out as LGBTQ, and um, not only has he done that, he has gone on to succeed, and I mean really succeed in football. He plays on his school team, but he is, he's also on the Illinois state team, and um, they didn't know where they were going to put him, and so there, he's playing. I'm gonna let him tell you more about it. But he's gonna be playing two different positions. He has this opportunity to go over to um, Kansas City here in a few weeks and represent his state and um, really get some big recognition over there. And this is a huge thing. And um, taking these are help. Um, and so I hope that you know you'll go over to. Um, my Twitter feed and look at look at the pin tweet that's up there, and um, find that GoFundMe page. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, we have so many listeners on the show, and especially our Friday show. I know we have so many of the LGBTQIA community, and I mean, if a thousand of you just gave a dollar, that would help tremendously. Um, yeah. So I, I hope that you guys will will definitely go check this out but before you do that i want you to actually hear from tegan and 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 his mom and i'm going to go ahead and bring them on now because they're a lot more important than what i have to say so um i welcome you guys to the show um are are you guys there with us yes (laughs) how are you guys doing today yes we're fine Good, good. So, um, <laughs> so we're going to do bit, this, so we're nervous. Oh, it's okay. You know what? I mean, this show is so laid back. I, I, 
I mean, I, okay, I'm going to admit on the air. I told PJ this earlier. I, I have fallen asleep once on the air, and no one ever knew it. So, <laughs> I mean, if I can funny. do that, if I can do that on the air, you guys, you guys can handle this. This is such a chill show, so laid back. Um, you know, you have a bunch of supporters. Um, you know, of course, we open the show to all people, but um, our Friday show is mainly um, LGBTQIA listeners and. Uh, you have nothing to worry about here. You're you're among friends and family, and uh, and I did I I did not say you know the the best thing out of this is that uh, Tegan's also um, we talked earlier is um, PJ's nephew, and yep. Um, yep. so that's pretty cool. Uh, Very cool. Very proud of but, him. Yeah. Um, so. Um, you know, you heard me talking about the, the GoFundMe and, um, where are we at with that? Can you give me kind of an update? Um, we're about at $630. I raised okay. it up a little bit more because we found out recently, um, I didn't know we had to pay for all the hotels, but we've got to do that too. And they only stay at certain hotels. The league does. You can't pick and choose what hotel you stay at. So what they pick is where you have to stay <laughs> and they're not cheap. So we raised a little bit higher on that. I've been um, tweeting, and we've been actually my husband and I have gone around town asking for donations, and it's right at $630 right now. We haven't gotten any donations lately, but we are hopeful so we can help you know Pagan make his dreams come true because it's it's like traveling ball teams. They they can get a little pricey, is what we're finding out. I never know. I I I I don't know how my parents did it. I mean, I um, played high school. Well, I started when I was probably five years old playing sports, and then you know through college, and they traveled everywhere. A lot of our traveling teams, you know, they had to pay that extra, and um, you multiply that about five hundred percent now. I mean, it's even bigger these days. And yeah, um, exactly. You know, you you you've got to start young in in the sport, and it's it's real important to um, you know get this exposure. And um, Tegan, how how do you feel about being picked to to do this? I mean, it's incredible. It feels amazing. I didn't know that I'd be able to actually even get this far, but I tried my hardest, and it and it paid off. Yeah, it definitely right did. Um, your 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 mom has put up, you know, some some videos of you, and I I'm like, oh my god, I would not want to get hit by him. I mean, you make some serious <laughs> you, you make some serious hits. I, I I'm I'm impressed. Um, I'm a you know, and, and Tegan and I have talked some on Facebook, and um, you know, we we talk football. I mean, football is my favorite sport of all time, and um, Saturdays and Sundays in this house are spent locked up watching football, and I'm I'm worse than an old man. I mean, I just sit here with a remote <laughs> in my hand. And I might have six games up on the TV at a time, and I mean it's ridiculous. And uh, I I asked Tegan, I said, you know, who's who's your favorite player? Thinking I'm going to hear, you know, like a curse or you know somebody 
and but but she went old school on me. I mean, before she was born, oh, yeah. old school. The, and who, so who is your favorite player? I mean, I know the question, but I know the answer. Refrigerator Perry, Bears team. Oh my God! Seriously, that is super old school '80s. Oh, awesome! I, I know. I was like, I'm 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 aging myself. I think I'm pretty sure. What year was that Super Bowl? Does anybody know? Oh gosh, I, I think it was the '85 or '84, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, because okay. yeah, I was gonna say I was in high school, dude. I mean, thanks for making me feel really old. Um, <laughs> I thought I, I thought I was in I thought I was in high school when that dang you, you can tell I have a kid on the air and I'm trying not to cuss. Um, Super Bowl <laughs> stuff. Um, oh wait, we can cuss. Out. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Cuss. <laughs> It's it's not this isn't uh, this is internet radio. This is not monitored by FCC, so you can you can cuss away. Um, I mean, just you know, if your mom's cool with it. But um, I, oh, I don't I'm care. To, if we get into certain topics, I get pretty I get pretty passionate about. I might you know throw some f bombs. <laughs> <laughs> not you. Being positive usually isn't bad. Oh no, we 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 cuss like sailors in this house, especially me when I'm angry. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can. I can, uh, I can. I can definitely. Uh, um, yeah, sports. Oh, that that brings out the cussing to me. Yeah. Even when I'm. I mean, I haven't played in a while, but uh, nobody nobody likes watching football with me. I, I don't understand it because I'm very knowledgeable, <laughs> and I like to tell. Well, I like to scream at the TV and tell the umpire yeah. how bad they have messed up. But I don't know. I know. I, I, we uh, I in our house, uh, Tegan's always telling me oh, to be sorry. quiet because I mean I scream, get get serious, yell at the refs like they can hear me. Um, oh well, your favorite team is the Colts, so there's a reason you're going to be screaming at the TV. Gosh, you know, come on now. <laughs> Don't start on the radio, PJ. By <laughs> uh, by the way, the. This, these these guys are twins, so I don't know what type of weird language we're going to have going on soon. Um, I may have to put them on hold. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, but you're, you're a Colts fan. We'll behave. Oh, man. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I don't know what to say about that. Are you yeah. a Bears fan? Yeah. That one. Yeah. <laughs> are you a Bears fan? Uh, I was. Kagan um, is. <laughs> but now you like the Colts. Yeah, yeah I know. Cause I, I'm I'm mad at the Colts because what they did to my Peyton, I thought it was crappy. Uh, yeah, true. I, 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 I love my Peyton, and I probably shouldn't because he stands for everything I do not. But uh, uh, my dad coached Archie, so it's kind of like, we kind of like the Mannings in our family, but uh, I'm a Saints fan. What am I talking about? I have nothing to talk about. <laughs> yeah. We're, uh, you know, we're we won't win another Super Bowl for another hundred years, so uh, <laughs> don't really. Don't I know, really but someone needs to knock them Patriots out. We need we need to get them out of there. We, no, we, no, no. That's never going to happen. Yeah. That's never going to happen. Pat through all. Just, you know, kind of think of it that way. Yeah. Well, who do you cheer for being in uh, Miss Alaska and Michigan? 
What? What? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not what? you. Who do you cheer for? <laughs> uh, what? The Alaskan Malamutes or what? Hey. hey. No, yeah, okay. Malamutes was our uh, high school uh, mascot. We had a pretty good uh, football <laughs> team back in the 90s. Yeah, we did have a pretty good football team. But, no, most of the Alaskans root for the Seattle Seahawks, and no offense to anybody out there, but all right, you know, I'll, I'll still go with the Pats. <laughs> so, Wait, did no. the Seahawks, who was it that just beat the Patriots? Oh, my gosh. No fair. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> I'm to get into it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to uh, depress you. Uh, you're okay, you know. I got a lot of secrets, so. Oh, are we going to Let's just put PJ on hold and let me find out these secrets. Oh, gosh, no. Uh, no, no. did this find secrets against me? Like, no, I won't go into detail about it. But we, we've had some pretty good times. <laughs> let's put it that way. A oh, lot yeah, of, I have. Uh, I somehow don't doubt it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Do you remember the first time that I was uh, I was really upset? We had just left a gay bar, and, like, this ex-girlfriend was there, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I was all upset, and I was kind of like, I don't know, what was I doing, like, jumping up and down to, like, distract myself? And I was like, oh, and I just barfed. Do you remember that? <laughs> no, I don't remember that one. Gross. It was our 21st birthday. On June 21st is our oh. birthday. Our 20- okay, it, yeah, do you think I'm going to remember that? Oh, gosh. You're like, you're like the straight and narrow. You're like, no, let's be all Christian and not drink. And I'm like, what? No, hell, I'm going to get loaded, you know? Oh, God. I can't even tell who I'm talking to. Well, um, yeah, Kate says the same thing when we're on the phone. Yeah, yeah we, we I'm, just, I'm laughing, and I don't know who who's saying it, but it's funny. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Same DNA. DJ talking. Yeah. Okay. So the one this, this day is about Tegan, by the way, girls. Huh? <clears throat> this day is about Tegan. <clears throat> uh, it is. Yeah. Right. Anyway, it is about my boy. Yeah. So, Tegan, tell tell us a little bit about what you expect out of um, the experience over in in Kansas City. I mean. I think I understand a little bit about what it is, but I mean, it seems like a really big deal that you're going there. It's really exciting. What we do is we will go down to Kansas City and play two games. If we win those two, then we go down to the championships down in Florida, and then we play there. Oh wow! Now, will that will that be your your Illinois team? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And. And now, are you are you still are you going to be playing offense and defense like they talked about? Uh, yes, I am first string defensive nose guard, and then I'm offensive second string center. Oh, right on, totally badass. Those are like seriously tough positions. I mean, I'm so impressed. That is so awesome, and um. You know, I, I hope that people that are listening will will really, I mean, just just think mm-hmm. about what he's been able to accomplish and um, help. You know, help, God, we got to we we've got to help. I mean, the community needs to get behind Tegan and um, 
you know, let's when when Tegan gets really big and famous, maybe you know, give a shout out and help us out with retirement or something. I don't know, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Do you have a goal of wanting to play in college? Yes, I really badly want to play in college. <laughs> what, uh, you know what, what are some colleges you would like to oh. like to see yourself at? I'm not sure yet because I'm only in eighth grade, and I'd like to bust some heads right now by myself and not worry about anything. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> that sounds good to me. So, uh, you know, tell you know, I, I, you and I talked a little bit, and you know, you said you're 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 going to be you know, very open on the show, and I really appreciate that. Um, tell tell us what this journey has been like for you. It's been amazing. I started, I believe, when I was in sixth grade. <laughs> yeah, fifth or sixth. Yeah, sixth grade, and ever up to that point, the coaches they were always telling me how I was great and how I should just keep on playing and I moved to a small town like Martinsville where uh, it was kind of hard to fit in at first I guess but mm-hmm. I got on the football field and the people who were running their mouth stopped I bet you had something to do with that didn't you mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah taking taking put up with a lot um, especially uh, living here in rural Illinois. Not everyone here, though, is bad. It, it tends to be the younger kids that are really accepting of uh, Tegan. I have a story. We were at um, eighth grade night, and we were standing behind a little girl who was there with her parents. I think she's in eighth grade, too, isn't she? Yeah. Okay. But we were standing behind them, and they were talking to Tegan and I. The parents were, and they kept saying, she. And this little girl, without missing a beat, looked at her mom and dad. She's like, Mom, Dad, Tegan prefers to be called a boy. And it just, it melted uh-huh. my heart. I, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, wow. the younger ones seem to, you know, embrace Tegan. Tegan's cool. You know, it's, it's it, we get a lot of the flack from the adults. And yeah. It, yeah. it bothers me. It, it bothers the crap out of me. Because we've had, had instances where we found out several of the teachers were talking about Tegan in the teacher's lounge, not very well. Tegan's gone to dances with his girlfriend. He's been seeing a girl for about a year now. And uh, they go to dances, and there would be certain teachers taking pictures of everyone. And then when it came to Tegan and Bethany, they'd be like, oh, okay, no, never mind. And they wouldn't take their picture. I mean, it's just small things. To be exact, it's been a year and five months so far. I'm sorry. Oh. Well, yeah, she's a yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna give a shout out to Bethany. She was, uh, she wrote on Facebook somewhere. She's really excited to hear this. So, word, Bethany. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. She's a sweetheart. She's just the sweetest thing. I mean, she accepts Tegan. She did from the get go, and ugh, she's a great girl. She loves me for who I am and not who I'm gonna be in the future. She loves me right now and she will forever. And I love her very much as well. Oh, you guys. Oh, it's oh so sweet. I'm like, and they're, they're still young. Here. I worry about them being young, but. Well, well the heart knows what the heart wants. It's in, that exactly. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, 
I would have much rather been, you know, dating who I really wanted to date in high school than who I did date. Um, you know, so I'm I'm glad that you're able to, um, you know, live your life, and um, that's fantastic. Um, so, you know, you're telling me your your team where you play at high school. They're they're accepting of you, right? For the most part, I mean, it sounded like. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. so we, we had a few problems. I think it was last year. A couple of boys, I guess, would walk beside Katie in the hallway or gym class or something and said the f word, the the bad f word. Yeah. And they were taken uh, to the office and tried to lie their way out of it. But we actually have a very good principal. Whenever I have an issue with anyone. I'm able to go in there, and he snubs it out right away. He's a really nice man. He takes care of it because there is another that is so separate issue to hear um, that you know in small town Illinois. I travel all over Illinois for my job, and I know I know how it can be, and and that's really good to hear about your your headmaster there so that he's um, supportive. I'm sure PJ has some questions. I feel like I've been talking. Actually, uh, hey, Bob, um, I wanted to know exactly uh, how are you, what what kind of training are you going through right now? I mean, I want to know, like, is there a nutritional thing that you're going through? Maybe get some other kids inspired to get, you know, a little bit more, you know, athletic, you know, kind of get out there, hit some pads. Uh, What kind of practices are you going through right now? Um, The practices that we have right now for the – Illinois team is they're on Sundays and they're usually six hours long. What we do oh. is basically just hit each other hit each other until we puke or something. Then we do offensive defensive oh my lineups. God. Yeah, well it's definitely it's not a workout unless you puke or pass out, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Uh-huh. Ever is. <laughs> not spitting hit each other until you puke. I'm too much of a princess, I guess. I mean I thought I worked hard, but oh my god, six hours of hitting each other until you puke. I, mm-mm. <laughs> I might even have to hold my hair. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to worry about that. So. There's so the don't... only occasional doucher on our team. I don't know his actual name, but his number is 99, and he thinks he's all that because he was on the team last year. Well, Ever since I set foot on that football field, I don't know why, but he's had a grudge on me, and I think it's because I got the starting defensive position and he didn't. But one day in practice, the entire time after the whistle had been blown, he'd keep on headbutting me in the helmet. And so I finally just said to myself, I swear to God, if he does it one more time. And he did it again, so I punched him in the face mask, and I was like, learn how to say the word team mate. And I didn't have a problem after that. I need you to have me so, have have you around me walking the streets of St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> I love having taken around. No one messes with me. <laughs> I look just like my dad, so everyone's scared of me. <laughs> oh, but I bet yeah, you're I'm, saucy under there, aren't you? Because you yeah. do seem to be pretty pretty sweet with your girlfriend. I am. Yeah, when I see your post. Uh, you're, you're, 
You're pretty sweet. I am. It's just don't get on my bad side, or I will have a couple of things to say to you, including my okay. <laughs> Oh, noted. Yeah, Tegan got suspended at the beginning of the school Where year. Last, at the end of last year, Tegan laid a kid out, I guess, because he uh, kept running his mouth or something. So I'm not proud of that, but Tegan defended himself. So. Yeah. Did that have anything yeah. to do with, like, kind of transphobia-type issues? Or, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter at this point, but, I mean, I can understand uh, – that Tegan's been harassed, I mean, even in kind of like passive-aggressive ways. Yeah, which is Tegan has. Yeah, just as bad. It's not outwardly transphobic, but it's kind of just like a, more than just regular, I guess, picking on, which none of it's, you know, okay to just pick on anybody. But I think... Well, Tegan's going to let the kid walk on by, give him a pass, until he calls Tegan the F word, the bad, bad one. Uh, yeah, I would call that well, I know. So... Yeah. Uh, so I, get, get some a, examples of, of. Can you give some examples of that? Um, examples of what? Of being like of, picked on. Yeah, I mean, what uh, what well, else I happened? Mean, I mean, I don't think I mean, people realize what you've been through. It yeah. started ever since I was little when we moved out of Robinson to a little place called Palestine, and they people would hate me and kick me in the head usually pushed me into lockers and called me names. When I was in second grade, they were eighth graders because of the way I dressed. And it kind of just proceeded until I moved to Robinson. At Robinson, it wasn't so bad because my best friend, Rylan Messini, is there, and he's just the best person in the world, I swear to God. They're exactly alike. They they should be twins. Yeah, we're blood brothers. Um, And then when we moved to Martinsville, it kind of all started up again, not – not physically, but verbally and mentally, kids would talk bad about me behind my back, saying how gay I was or using the F word all the time about me. And then I remember one day in PE, I walked by a group of kids and someone pointed at me and very, very softly said, yeah, that one's a faggot or something like that. And I turned around and I was like, if you have anything to say, say it to my face. And I remember because I went off so bad, I was the one who got sent to the principal's office. And then the very next year, I played football, and they all just shut up because I laid them all out. Um, Yeah. We have um, uh, a few minor things, like at the beginning of this year, was it the sixth or seventh seventh graders that were coming in, were like, I don't want to use the bathroom with Tegan. Tegan's going to be looking at me. I mean, it's really it's stupid, petty crap. They all kind of chilled out, though, after I said if they didn't stop, I'd eat them. <laughs> hey, uh, Tegan, has there been, uh, since, you know, your openness and everything, mm-hmm. since uh, um, basically coming out, has what has been, has there been any change in school policy? Has there been any kind of accommodation? Is is that going on right now? Is it kind of, how, um, how is Yeah, we... Like, the school was pretty good about letting us, like, hold hands with our loved ones in the hallway and hugging each other. But right after the year ended, yeah, I started dating Bethany, and we would hold hands in the hallway and hug and all that. The next year, in the meeting that we all had in the gym, the principal said that finally no holding hands was allowed, no hugging at all or anything like that. 
Was that actually written in school policy or a handbook, or is that just something that kind of yeah? Like, there's, a, there's a handbook policy that says something about affection or whatever, but it was pretty laid back until Tegan started dating Bethany, and then they went hardcore on it. So I mean, right there you can see. Uh, so, so is that for is that for everybody, or is that just is it just for Tegan and Bethany? No, no, they've made it for everybody because of Tegan. Are they actually huh. adhering to it? Are they? Hmm? Are they adhering to it? Sticking to it? Or do you see? Uh, yeah, I kind of guess so. There's the occasional like we have this weird couple that likes to make out in the hallway for no reason. <laughs> you also have that one couple. Right? Uh. right? <laughs> We're playing hockey every time you look at him. <laughs> now, no, we, but we still have, you know, the hate and everything else. And like I said, it's not necessarily from the kids. It's it's a, a heart-wrenching thing. It's from adults. I mean, I there's people around here, like, I think it was a couple of years ago, um, there was an adult woman on Facebook. I saw all of it who was encouraging several students from the school to be taken up. Oh, so, God, that's right. Remember that I had a I had a word or two with her. Yeah, that was yeah. well. Pat, she's the same now, one who has on her Facebook that it says, uh, "Proudly straight Christian, white, hate everything liberal." And I mean, we do live around people like that. And you know, I, I so oh, wow. you know, I I don't ever want to see her face to face because I'm I'm afraid I'm just going to explode. I mean, how can you hate yeah. someone? When they don't affect no. your life in any way whatsoever. No, Tracy, the background on that, Chris, uh, let me know if I'm wrong. I just know that I had to interject. It was actually a Facebook post. Um, uh, you know, I'm just going to say whatever. But uh, Tegan um, was just having, like, you know, normal kind of teenager stuff with uh, with somebody else. It was like, you know, yeah. honestly, adults didn't even need to comment. Well, this, this, this was an actual adult woman commented. Yep. And basically was instigating and um, uh, violence against uh, against Kate. You know, was yep. you know, and it, I couldn't believe that. Oh my god! Woman who was, and there were comments from people that were actually, I think, Chris. They were what Tegan's age, and they were calling a, they called Tegan a, a BF word, a, a few other things like yeah. very derogatory type things. And this adult was actually continuing that dialogue in these comments, He's encouraging them. Yes, very, very much encouraging violent action against Tegan, and it, it was I couldn't believe that that was coming from an adult. And you know, these are these adults are people that kids should be looking up to, and they should be you know positive role models. And this I just couldn't believe it. It was this, you know this so is what I, kids are taught. Yeah, where they exactly. Get from. Yeah, so I just thought it would be fine. It is. It's it's sad. It's very frustrating. It's even more frustrating when, like, Taken goes to school and uh, last year when Sahara was still at home, she came home in tears. And I was like, what is wrong? She's like, mom, in class, she didn't even teach. All she did today was talk about and give her opinion on transgender individuals. And I was like, what did she say? And Sahara was like, she was putting them down and how it's wrong and how you can't be like that. And I'm like, you're telling me a school official who's supposed to prevent bullying was technically encouraging other kids to have her opinion, which made it all right to bully my child and other individuals. And Sahara was upset. She's like, yeah, Mom. So my butt went to school the next day, and I guess they had a really big teacher meeting or something. I haven't heard anything since. 
but it, 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 oh, I get mad. I get mad. Well, gosh, yeah. I mean, yeah, this is not a mean, joke. That, you're, you're not a church school. You shouldn't be waving your beliefs around. I mean, I mean, that's sickening. Yeah, do it at home. Don't, don't preach to my child or other students about topics that are personal beliefs to you. You're entitled to your bigoted opinions, but keep that crap at home. When you're at school, you're there to teach and protect my child, irregardless. Yeah, that's right. how I feel. I mean, I think you're in the medical profession, in, you know, education kind of things, you know, if there's, you know, you have to check yourself at the door and, you know, it's, you, you just have to be objective. I mean, if you don't want to deal with people um, in our community, people of various backgrounds and diversity, then you probably shouldn't have jobs like that, you know, unless exactly. you want to specifically, unless, especially if you want to specifically work at a certain, maybe, I don't know, you know, Christian type school or something where their beliefs can be their beliefs and, you know, yeah, things it's like that. Yeah, public school. Yeah, there's just, I can't believe that. That's, wow. Yeah, and that's, that's what I really funded. The one thing that probably bothered me the most about teachers was when, was when that one day a teacher personally came up to my sister, my older sister Sahara, and said that they had mentioned my name in the teacher's lounge. And what had happened was, they were talking about how wrong and bad trans and gay people are. And then a specific teacher had brought up my name, and they just started talking about how I'm too young to know, how I should use the bathroom that my birth certificate says, and how disgusting I was and horrible that I was gay and trans. Yeah, it's extremely frustrating. It makes me want to, you know, just scream at the top of my lungs. See, Kagan's never, ever had to, quote, unquote, come out to her father yeah. and I. We just, we, we know. We've always accepted Kagan. I mean, Kagan behaved like Kagan does since about three. I mean, Kagan always preferred the typical boy clothes and boy toys and everything. And we let Kagan do it. And we've done that with each one of our ch- children. We've been completely gender neutral. You like what you like. You want your hair sh- uh, short? Go with it. I mean, Issa the other day, she's like, "Can I wear part of my cat costume to school?" I'm like, "You want to?" And she's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Go for it." I mean, just you gotta let these in- these kids be individuals. You know, I mean, if your child says, "Hey, can I wear a dress today?" and he's a boy and he wants to wear a dress, yeah, go for it. You know, wear that dress. And the next day, he's like, "Yeah, you know what? I, I prefer my leather jacket." You know, let them express mm-hmm. themselves. You do nothing but harm a child when you don't allow them to be themselves. I've seen it firsthand with PJ. Pat had to have long hair. She, you know, ugh. To see her dress and dresses and to know what she was feeling, and I, we couldn't do anything about it. It was just, it, 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 was, it hurt me. Because I've always known PJ was sure. how she was. I mean, when she came out to me crying, I looked at her and I said, so? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you remember that, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't care. And we carried on with the next thing because it's like, I knew. So it's just, ugh. I just, sorry. No, <laughs> you know, and I think that's, you know, that's part of the fear that everybody right now is going through, mm-hmm. that you as a mom is going through, especially with this whole regime change that's that's getting ready to happen because, you know, it, it, it's not that it was ever a joke, but now, like, you know, shit's gotten really real. 
And, um, it is real. So. It's, it's serious. I mean, it's pretty bad. I've been carrying a pocket knife with me in school for almost two weeks. They're allowed to have pocket knives, so no one out there freak out. Yeah, as long as okay. it's uh, so many inches. But no, like uh, oh, that I'm night, I didn't watch the election, and I started seeing where it was going, and I got tired, and I went to bed. Well, I woke up the next morning real early, and then I had to walk into the bedroom, and I looked at Kagan, and I was like, Kagan, Trump's president. Kagan was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to go to school now and get shot. So our uh, our fears are legitimate. As me as a parent, Kagan as a trans child, I mean, to willfully say, oh, now we got to come together, you know, no, no, no. It doesn't affect you. That's why you don't care, as opposed to it affecting us. And I have to worry every day, like I have for a long, long time. It does affect us. Yeah, it does. Hey, hey, Bob, I got a, I got a serious question, um, kind of like a light but serious question. Um, now that you are kind of, you know, in a way, you're, you're going to be a role model. There's, there's people who are going to look up to you. And um, what do you think for yourself and to kind of get it out there in the community, especially um, the trans youth, the LGBTQIA youth, uh, what do you want to see happen um, not only through what you're doing athletically and for the community, uh, like – are there any kind of like um, activist type roles you want to take? Is there any kind of like school functions you want to do such as like a, you know, you may be limited, but such as like a straight gay alliance type of network. What, is there anything you want to concentrate other on other than uh, football right now? Or um, where do you want to see this go? I mean, just not in, like mm-hmm. I said, the football sense, you know, cause there's going to be people who are now, you know, looking up to you kind of, wanting to see where you're at. And actually, I think there's going to be people now from this point on, 15 years old, be following, you know, Kagan, you know, for a while, especially your football career, you know, as it's going to take off. So what kind of of things do you want to see kind of, you know, on this trail, this, this future that you're, you're making right now and in so many ways and so many obstacles that you're beating, what, what kind of other stuff do you see maybe wanting for your future besides football? Do you see anything? Change, final change, especially if I get my name out there. I mean, change would be great because people would then be able to be who they are without being judged. And, I mean, I know it might take a long time, but all it takes is heart. Answer, bud. Yep. And mom's mom's doing a great job. Mom was there with My gosh. I I can't say enough. Yeah, I mean, I've. I've always been impressed, Chris. You've you've done an excellent job. I love the fact that you've you know maintained gender neutrality. You know you've you've done what you have. I love the fact that you know taken didn't have to come out. I mean, and that's what I want to see happen. That's what you want to see happen. We all want to see happen is the fact that you know when kids are growing up, they're three, four, five years old, and there is no coming out. It's just kind of how it is. You know, right? You're gay. You yeah, have kids, a girlfriend. Kids, kids, no. They do know. Yeah. I mean, we we kids know they're straight. I mean, when you're in kindergarten, you see boys and girls liking each other. You know, yeah. kids know. I'm so sick of that. You're too young to know. No, you're an idiot, and you need to shut your damn mouth. Because kids yeah. know. I mean, some kids are confused about certain issues and everything. There is no doubt in my, in my mind that my child is how he is. Never has been, never will be. I mean, this child has mm. always been mm. wonderful. That's how I'll put it. Um, I mean, and, and great news, Jason actually has insurance that's going to take, take on his uh, new journey. 
hopefully in just the next couple of months, Tank is going to be starting on the HRT. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, awesome. Uh, awesome. Yes. Yeah, so we're really excited about that. We actually have really good insurance that's going to do that. They even help cover the um, freaking fantastic removal. So, I mean, of course, there's stipulations with it, like for the HRT, the doctor has to administer the shot, taken. Yeah. Uh, got, you got to have, I think they said, viable proof that the child has been living as the gender they. Uh, uh, recognize that, but just that's a piece of cake. I mean, where do you want me to start? Oh, PJ, guess what? Oh, what? My facial hair is red. <laughs> Your facial hair is red? Yeah, I found some oh. on my face yesterday and it was red. Yeah, I told Tate when the beard starts <laughs> growing and it's going to be really uh, Viking like. It's going to be all oh, yeah. bushy. Okay. Nice. We have like that Viking blood. <laughs> oh, my God. Awesome. Yeah, I'll probably have uh, to should, I tell, should I tell her who my I I am a descendant of the Viking king? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Cool. Right. Yep. Yeah. We're probably Rollo, Rollo, however you say the name. Yeah. Real exciting. I'm sure the whole listener viewership is excited about hearing that. Um, yeah, yeah exactly. I am. I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> You, you watch your kids struggle, um, and mm. I mean it's even the small things. And I'm, uh, I'm gonna try not to get upset. Peggy told me not to cry. God damn it, mom! I'm sorry, but um, even buying it's taking okay. a binder. It's okay. I cried last week. Okay, yeah. uh, you know, buying taking a binder and seeing the smile on his face. I mean, little things like that make so much of a difference right now for these kids. And um, yeah. When you walk by the bathroom and you see your child looking at themselves in disgust, because you know, you know they don't like what they're looking at, it just it breaks my heart. It breaks my husband's heart. It, I just people need to know it. It affects us. I mean, it it really does. It. I feel like it's all my fault. Like somewhere in my uterus, something went wrong or wonky, and but you know it. It's the little things. I mean, like I said, in this HRT, people are going to be like, you know, we shouldn't start them on it or whatever. You know, screw you. Swear to God. If this means my child's mental and emotional faculties are improved because of it, all of you can go screw yourself. It is none of your business. This is my child. We are living our life, and my child doesn't affect you. Hey, amen. Amen. I got emotional. Oh, go ahead. Do you say something, Tracy? I just said amen. Not that I'm a go in person, but amen. Um, and it's not your fault, Mom, that I came out this way. Like Lady Gaga once said, I was born this way, baby. Oh, yeah, Tegan, that's Tegan's anthem, born this way by Lady Gaga. <laughs> awesome. Or Pink, raise your glass. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I love Pink. Uh, yeah, Pink's pretty hot. Yeah, I have she to agree is, with that. Uh, yeah, she is. Oh, my God. Well, I, mean, I saw Pink in concert last year, and I thought I was going to die. Lucky, I would have yeah. died. <laughs> I pretty much I hate did. You. you know, she comes out over the audience. I mean, she's, like, swinging, like, from the stage. Have, have you guys been to the Sabbath Center or whatever it's called now in St. Louis um, no. where they have concerts? Well, I've seen I mean, Pink perform on the TV, though, so I know what you're talking about. 
Yeah. She, I mean, I look up, and Pink is literally above me in the air. And I'm like, oh, my God, please follow me. I mean, I I, I really didn't want her to get hurt, but I wanted her to follow me. Um, <laughs> and, the, and the one thing was be the praying about is hopefully that there's a nip slip. <laughs> yes. 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 Indeed. Oh my gosh. Indeed. <laughs> We're probably really freaking your mom out now. Um, oh, no, Sam, no, right. We always joke all the time. I, I hope it doesn't offend anyone, but we're always joking. Hey, at least you can't knock anyone up. So, yeah. I mean. <laughs> and I want you guys to know there's a lot of love coming in on Twitter right now. Um, our, awesome. our, our friend Mikey um, that gave us the um, transgender uh, hotline um, that we've put up on on. It's it's on my page on Twitter, um, and some, you know many people are are you know um, just giving you guys lots of love and um, yep. you know you you've you've got my love and respect both of you and um, thank you. I mean I I hope that this is not the last time you come on. I want to um, you know taking I told your mom I'm I'm hoping to introduce you to some folks here in St. Louis and. Um, where you know you may not have a alliance per se over there. I know you, you've got some good friends because they've been commenting on Facebook. Um, while, while we had a show. So shout out to them, your, your girlfriend yes, and one of your friends, them. Emma. And uh, oh, shout out to them for being so cool. Um, every Friday, yeah. though, um, you know, tell your friends that uh, every Friday we will be doing the show and while we welcome everyone it's it's for um lgbtqia individuals and but 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 we would never um we're, we're not going to be like the right and say that you you can't listen to this show everyone oh, is yeah, welcome that, that, um, that, that, you know that isn't right it, it just knock us down right. we're the level of those uh Idiots. And that, so, and that, the uh, the person who keeps tweeting in the Mikey, that is your uncle Mikey Tegan. Oh, I feel, oh yeah, I feel, your uncle Mikey. Mikey. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. Well, he he said, yeah, I kind of figured that was him. Yeah, okay. yeah, it, that was all. I um, We have several other places. I mean, we're, we're want, wanting a little bit of money, like I said, to the GoFundMe, but what we don't use. And Taken and I have already discussed this. We're wanting to give it to several different um, charities and things like that, what we don't use. I'm sure we're not going to use all of it, what we get. But Trans Lifeline is a big one for us. Because, great. I mean, it it helps. And they're always needing help, and they're always needing donations and everything to help them run. And then there's a few others. Um, We're looking into all of them. But, yeah, it's want to make it clear that, you know, we plan on paying it forward because, you know, been there, you know what it's like. I mean, heck, Pat, uh, Pat can tell you, PJ can tell you, when we were younger, I mean, our moms took us to PFLAG meetings, and they were wonderful. They helped yep. parents mm-hmm. and the other kids, and I remember going to a lot of them. So my mom was very, very open-minded, a very, very wonderful, beautiful woman. So, yeah. I mean... That, that's that's where I'm Had to be when, to have you two. Huh? I said she had to be to have you two guys. 
Oh, oh, yeah. I'm so sweet. Oh, yeah. I, I, you are. He is pretty awesome. Ah, thank you, Chris. You're going to make me cry. Don't cry, Pax. I already did. And if I start crying, then you'll start crying, and then I'll pee my pants. And I know. It's not the same as a barf chain. It's just not as funny when people are crying. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mardi Gras beans are funny. <laughs> huh? The Mardi Gras oh, beans are funny. That's a that's a whole other story. That's for a different day. Yeah. yeah, I I think that may be a story that needs to be off air. Um. <laughs> no, it's not too bad. <laughs> yeah, it's actually not that bad. I don't want to hear about your beads. Uh, <laughs> and what you had to Pat do. and I were so bad in high school that I guess several kids thought that we were uh, the special ed classes. <laughs> According to what Pat said, one of the girls said it. So, uh, you know, no. there's nothing wrong with those classes, but I guess a kid thought we were pretty messed up. <laughs> we're just different. We're weird. Well, not only are we weird, actually, we think we're funny when nobody else mm-hmm. does, so that's the issue. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's why we get along, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. true. Well, I love you guys. So, I'm gonna, so, so I'm going to have a, a whole carload of this going to the Women's March in D.C. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to that handle it. That would be awesome to go to. I would really like well, to well, we're, we're going. Stuff and, well, I don't know if I'd be able to go, but that'd be awesome. I got my eight-year-old, yeah. so at home. We'll get videos and stuff, yeah. and, you know, okay. you know, if you can't. Well, PJ and I are going to D.C., and I think I can speak for her that um, – you know, Tegan, we will be marching for you. We will be marching for your friends that are listening right now that um, are members of the community, LGBTQIA community, um, that are your supporters. Um, we're, I mean, we were just talking today. That's who we're, that's who we're going for. Um, if something happens to us while we're there, so be it. And But we're there to, um, to make sure that your future and other people's futures are are good um, and do not fall to this administration. So um, I appreciate you guys coming on. We've got about 60 seconds left. So, um, Tegan, I want to have you back on the show. I want everyone to go to um, my Twitter, the main page, and look at the GoFundMe page. Go give money. She needs, uh, you know, the mom has reached out to me. She needs our help. Um, Tegan needs our help with this. I mean, it's a lot on a parent to, to get that together, and they they want they want to do that. So um, let's give the mom and dad and Tegan, you know, what what you know, whatever we can give. Um, and I appreciate you guys coming on. Um, and best of luck to you. And I hope to meet you really soon. Yeah, that'd be Love awesome. You. We'll yeah, I'd love to come over oh, and yeah. watch practice or something. Oh, <laughs> All no. right, thank you guys. You'll probably get nervous like me. They they really beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> I probably could handle it. <laughs> okay. All right, you. well, we've got 10 seconds. I've got to go. Thank you guys so much for coming on, and we appreciate it. PJ, it's been great doing the show with you. Look forward yeah, to next week. Definitely. All right. Good night, everybody. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.